Good morning. Today is the ninth day of Adar, 5783, corresponding to Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. Today we will begin chapter 32. Chapter 32 begins by giving us advice as to the easiest way to find joy in the soul. And that way is to follow the following mitzvah. There's a commandment in the Torah, it says in Vayikra Leviticus, you should love your neighbor as yourself, or your fellow as yourself. And what this teaches us in the Alter Rebbe's world is that it's our mission to work towards recognizing the commonality of all souls, of all the, uh, with regards to the, their divinity. And so it's interesting because there's a tradition in the Hasidic world. Um, they built out of the Kabbalistic world of the Ari, though the actual tracing of that line may be a little bit murky, but that one begins their prayers in the morning with the acceptance of this particular commandment. In the Chabad Nusach, for example, it says, Harini Mekabal Alai, I accept upon myself, Mitzvah say the Mitzvah, the positive commandment, you should love your neighbor as yourself. And on the one hand, this is a very nice, pithy statement that one should always have on their minds every day, right? That we should treat each other with respect and dignity and so on. But its true essence, the reason it's part of the, the prayer service and its true nature is the connection between all the people in that space. Uh, I remember seeing this, I think it was um, another Hasidic writer, the, the Sefer was called, the book was called Yosher Divri Emet, um, I think it was in the of Meshulam Faivish, who's said to have um, made this argument that it was the way of bringing that group who came into prayer together so to define the essence of what it means to be a prayer quorum, right? So what is a prayer quorum? Right, it's ten, uh, ten men together. In some of the no other worlds, it's not uh, denominations, it's not men, it's people, but it, it's a group that comes together with a common purpose. And so this line of of is a way to bridge that common purpose. So with that said, right, the Alter Rebbe's message is one of understanding that the easiest way to find the joy of the soul is the connection of one soul to another. And so he goes on to say that when we do this, we're doing two things. One is we're recognizing again that we can't, that the we're pushing the body aside, right? we're pushing that physicality aside, and we're saying that really we're connecting because all of our souls are equal. On some base level, they're all part of this divine scheme. The footnote in Lessons in Tanya, and of course our, our understanding of, as we've been reading this book, is that that's not entirely true, right? Souls have different marks on them, if you will, from the different spherot, the different levels, different character traits. And so the note here makes that point and said, no, their essence is all the same. As they get inhabited into the body, right, as they go through this sort of process of descent from upper to lower, there are different soul points, and so the the the, the nefesh, the neshama, right? That this 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 human animation from the divine. Ultimately, 
there is change, but the root is the same. And so what we're doing when we're saying is we're going back to the root, and the root is all one and the same. And then, of course, what's the distinguisher? We know the distinguisher from how the person acts and the human body and the, their level, right? Whether they're tzaddik or the righteous or benoni, the intermediary or Russia, the evil. All those things come about as a result. Um, and so, as he says, and therefore... There can be no true love and fraternity between those who regard their bodies as primary and their souls as secondary. And so our entire mission, from the moment of prayer, if we take that as the model, but in general, is to rise up above that sense of comparing the, quote-unquote, the bodies, the material, and rather to come to the place of loving each other because of our soul connection, right? The soul mate, but not in the couple sense, but that we are all connected on a deep divine level. Okay, so then he goes on. Let's come back to this again, right? I mentioned at the beginning, a few minutes ago, that this verse of Yathlerecha also has another connotation to it. And it's from a famous statement that we learn about in, in the tractate of Shabbat. So the question was asked of Hillel. He was asked by a convert, by a person who wanted to convert, to teach him the entire Torah on one foot. And so his response is, what is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow. This is the entire Torah. Everything else is commentary. Right? A very famous line. Well, what do we mean? How is this love your fellow as yourself that much of an essential point that it over it's an overarching meta-legal, meta-halachic framework, if you will. So what it is coming to teach us is that our entire focus of mitzvot, we saw this in chapter 31 too, and we've been building to this point, the entire focus of doing the commandments is to reveal the divine in the world, and it's to elevate the soul. And how do we elevate the soul? The elevating of the soul comes from this phrase, if we prioritize the soul over the body in our relationship to others, then ultimately we prioritize the soul above the body and all that we do. And so, um, going even further, one final note, is that right? we're drawing down the light from above, and that God will dwell within this united front that is the people, right? So God doesn't dwell in fracture, God dwells in, in unity. And so the message of this love your neighbor as yourself, or Hillel's message, right, is whatever is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow, is the notion of establishing that unity, so that God, the unity, can dwell within the human, the group, the unity, or go back to last week's Torah portion, Parsha Truma, when we talk about God dwelling in their midst, in the Mishkan, in the tabernacle, we're also talking about God can dwell in their midst when they are united front of 12 tribes that has a central meeting point, if you will, and that, again, being the tabernacle, and that's when God can dwell, when they are all in this together, when they're all united. And so as part one of this chapter indicates, the connectivity and the unity is really all there, again, as a tool of revealing God in this world, as a tool of bringing down the light of the divine into this world and to shine it and to further break apart this other evil sitra achra side that we are struggling with on a personal level but also as we're seeing here 
not just on a personal level, on a communal level as well. So that is part one of chapter 32. I, I just want to make a note uh, as we finish today that from what I recall, and I, I don't remember the why of it, which I think we'll explore a little bit more, chapter 32 is one of the, has always been considered one of the fundamental chapters of Tanya. It's one of those turning points in the book. Um, and so as we journey the next couple of days, we're going to hopefully see some of that going forward. So just uh, to conclude and to reiterate, the principle of the Avdalirecha Kamocha, a principle we should always actually have in our hearts each and every day, the idea that we connect to each other from our place of self to the place of other, right? Love your neighbor as yourself, love your fellow as yourself. The place of connectivity and the place of that viahafta, that love coming from not the person manifesting in front of us, but the depths of who we are, that the fact that we are all, in a way, the soulmates of one another, um, just to use that phraseology. So with that, I want to wish everybody a wonderful rest of the day. Uh, may this be a day where you find that connectivity to each other in a positive light and that we um, find a way to show that, to bring that unity together, even in the midst of any of the differences that we might face.